They say that money can't buy happiness, but that's untrue. Go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and get your slice of the good life. This week on the BAMFCast, we have just one word to say. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFCast. Hey, Hey, BAMFCast. Episode 433. Goddamn. Yes, sir. Indeed. Uh, So I'm Harlow. Mackie's not here, but I'm BJ. And I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of this here BAMFCast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Then we come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They got one of five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. Yes. Robots, jocks. That's good. Yep. However, there are bad bad movies. As stay away. They get a negative, negative sliding scale, one of five bags, as in giant bags of trash. Gross. Which we want to put them. Slimy bags of garbage. Yeah. Get out. So, um... We don't really have a theme going on. We're just we're we're tackling weird shit. This was shit. new. Yeah. Well, this was new on new on Blu-ray. We pre-ordered it six months ago. Yeah. We were like, it's time. It is time. We we've been talking a long time about doing 1988's Mac and Me. Yeah. Um, and we did. Yeah, we, we did. We watched it, <laughs> and, and uh, now we're gonna podcast about it. Yeah. Yeah. For the first half. Uh-huh. Um, so let me get a quick plot summary for this here quaint little film out of the way. Yeah. An alien trying to escape from NASA is befriended by a wheelchair-bound boy. That's all you yeah, need. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. It's accurate. Yep. It's quick. It's to the point. That is this motion picture. Ha! <sighs> accurate. Now. Go on. This this thing. So it, it opens on... We, we never find out what alien world this is. No, but uh, NASA California. knows where it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is California. Okay. Well, where it's supposed to be. California. But this it is somewhere within reach of a of a like a lander craft because NASA's sent this up because there are these odd uh, alien things that I they mean, are testicle cheeked. Well, I mean, their entire body looks like a scrotum. Yes. I mean, it, it's yeah. yep. various stages of scrotality. <laughs> right. And yeah, they have puffed out cheeks like scrolls with mouths full of acorns. Which yeah. causes their mouth to be in a constant O-faced butthole shape. Yeah, they have buttholes uh, for mouths, And guys. then they have, like, weird Shrek-style ears. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, no hair. No hair. Gangly. Um, and, big, yeah, big googly eyes. So, you know, for comedic effect, occasionally just, whoa, eyes are going crazy. Yeah. And they're just kind of... I mean, this, this place looks like a shithole, and it looks like they're barely surviving in this home environment because they're just kind of... It's a family of four. Mm-hmm. Like mom, dad, and two alien kids are poking around in the dirt, sticking straws in, and occasionally sucking out some sort of liquid. Yeah, and sustaining that way. And then it's they probably s- cola. Sure, <laughs> you know that's the secret formula. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this this lander craft lands near them. They go over to investigate, and and it should be noted because this is a brand new Blu-ray, and it's Shot Factory, who is known for doing good quality on older movies that previously have had shit copies available yeah but this whole opening sequence is strangely like oversaturated and to the point that like the contrast is like grainy in the black areas like i mean it's like i mean it looks like a, a bad movie rip you know like for the first part of this movie we're like the hell's going on here and chuck accurately said 
I bet this is intentional that this is like some overblown contrast thing to I think they were trying to do two things one I think they were trying to make it look like an alien world and so the lighting would be weird mm-hmm. and two I think they were trying to mask what these things look like to the best of their ability but well they it, should have tried harder for the entire rest of the film be, as well yeah because e. like normally when you make a movie like this you don't open up with your here's what the aliens look like right and yeah, first shot yeah because like 45 minutes into the movie there's a shot where you're like now we're gonna see what they look like but you've seen them for the last 45 minutes but i think that's what they were going for mm-hmm. was one make the sky look weird and two that also obscures the aliens yeah a bit. now we see some sort of ringed planet in the background like mm-hmm. almost kind of insinuating this is a moon i i don't know i mean it's like the proximity to the full-size ringed planet is pretty close that it's like is this a moon or I mean, a twin planet i don't you know this is a movie f- from 1988 funded by mcdonald's so sure i don't think they were too. really going for super good science okay I th- fair well sure i think it was probably like, supposed to be mars and they're like it'd be cool if we had like saturn up there right yeah because like nasa launched this probe and then the probe fucks off you know after some stuff happens and then it's back and right. they're they're unpacking 20 minutes it. later yeah right. so yeah. it's like yeah there's no suspense there's no yeah. like this takes months and months and months of travel yeah. or whatever yeah. So, uh, which I mean, because it right. could be the moon. Who knows? I mean, I, you know, I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, this plot is stupid and this, this, this and this. But there are some things here that it's like, well, this doesn't make any sense, because if you think about this, then this falls apart kind of things. Uh-huh, yeah. So this lander, this lander just hits the ground. Mm-hmm. They kind of like throw a rock at it and it kind of satellite dishes up, I guess, says like I'm here. Yep. And little arm comes down and collects some some dirt, getting some samples. And then like this little vacuum hose that comes out and starts sucking up more dirt. And then the alien is like, what's that? And then they walk up to it and cartoonishly can contort into the form of being sucked into the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, they just become a liquid made yeah. out of rubber or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this happens again later in the movie, so it's implied that vacuum affects them in liquid ways. Yeah, but they the whole family gets sucked up into this into this thing into this, and then it's just like, all right, I'm done, and and (laughs) goes goes back to Earth. And then, as you said, our very next scene while the credits are happening is the you know the probe is back in like NASA NASA headquarters, whatever, and they're unpacking everything and like oh look like sweet we got rocks the sample's really good and then like every every once in a while it kind of goes ding and they're like did you do that like no i didn't do that so Mm -hmm. and one scientist is like oh there's weird readings blah 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 and and eventually they do something and these aliens just like explode out of the thing like you know flash of sparks and everything yep and the room fills full of smoke and all the scientists scientists are like what the fuck and eventually they come just come to the window and like this kind of you know it's almost like the it's trying to be like the scary shots in E.T., you know, like mm-hmm. you're actually kind of supposed to be scared of them, except that we've seen this big, dumb testicle monster earlier <laughs> in full view. Yep. But it, it the the dad alien just kind of goes to the glass, goes and just explodes the glass. And all the scientists are not really freaking out like you. They should be. No, none of them are. are I mean, they're all kind of running around flailing, but it's like. It could be for any number of reasons. They're not like, holy <laughs> shit, dude, aliens run for your right. lives. And, right. and the, they're the, pretty chill about everything. Yeah. The senior scientist dude who's just kind of been ordering everyone around is just like, no, no, like, they're fine. Just let them go. And yeah. like, because they climb right through the glass, you know, like it, it was all clean suits inside the place with the probe. So like the fact that they've broken the glass, they're, they're just like, oh, yeah, this is cool. You know, it's all right. And they Bre- just basically, in. they basically like let them walk out of the facility more or less. And to which you know military dudes kind of like surround them but the 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 family the the mom the dad and one of the kid aliens get away essentially they just like 
before the military shows up and then because the main scientist guy was like yeah let him yeah, go whatever we'll see what happens and then the hangar doors <laughs> open up and and here's mac yes. uh, our, our our hero i guess of the movie right um and that's when the military kind of surrounds him and are aiming guns at him and of course the scientists are like no no no, don't shoot don't shoot he doesn't mean any harm mm-hmm. and i don't remember exactly how but he he gets hit by like a jeep or something he runs off and he gets hit by something because he he's just turns into jelly again and starts rolling across the like it, oh yeah he just got cracked by a random uh yeah a random jeep or something i don't know station wagon yeah well that it was, was it was but something in the middle like something in the nasa base like turned him into a spinning wheel and he rolled out into traffic which was like oh they're yeah in the middle of, like an airfield yeah he got bumped by you're right he got yeah. bumped by a jeep yeah but like they're in the middle of an airfield and suddenly he's in like you know california traffic mm-hmm. you know rolling like you know I'm trying to think, like almost like Barrel of Monkeys style, like he's turned into a hoop and right. it's just like yes. bowling across traffic, splats onto this one station wagon to which is like a dad and a son. And it's like, ah, I got hit the windshield wipers and, you know, spin the car out and he goes flying off into the bushes. Must and, have been Pasadena. OK, so that's where the jet propulsion laboratory is. OK, that's my guess. Well, I'm saying like you wouldn't think it would be quite this close to the road because like I mean, he just, <laughs> right. he yeah, just sort of sort of kind of rolls like two times and suddenly he's out in traffic. But. Anyway, it causes like a big traffic uh, pileup. Like one, I mean, there's actually a stunt. Like a car goes flying over another car and squashes one, and and then like everyone's they're basically like we're okay, we're okay. It's just something jumping out of the road. And the funniest thing about this is that there's some lady like on the scene, like with the old school like foam uh, fire extinguisher, just like at the ready. Right. And <laughs> yes. like the car that's on top of the other car, she just opens up the door, just immediately starts spraying it down. Yeah. Like, Cause and, the first guy's like, what the hell? Yeah. And, and what's funny is well, like, like four or five people scream, like get a fire extinguisher, right. get a fire extinguisher. And there's no active fire. No. Yet. But like what the dude that was in there is just, completely head to toe covered in foam but gets out of the car and as you pointed out like one little patch of his arm is still on fire yeah, like yeah. his forearm and she is, has to like is on fire she, she tries she, she tries to hit it again but it's like almost out of juice and it's like just it. rub it on your body like yeah. you're totally covered in foam <laughs> that's that. something like i said when we were watching it i was like that that little tidbit mm-hmm. is a thing that i would do if i was making right. a movie i'd be like all right, we're going to do something goofy here. All right, your arm's going to be on fire, but you're going to be covered, yeah. just fucking covered in it. Yeah. And it's going to be in the background and nobody will really care about it. This dude is like all the Ghostbusters except for Bill Murray. Yes. You know, like you just covered, <laughs> yes. in, marshmallow. covered in marshmallow. Yeah. And Bill Murray was like, you're not covering me in that shit. You put a little dollop on my head. That's it. <laughs> yep. I was in Caddyshack, damn it. Um, but <laughs> anyway, our family, uh, which is... Uh, we usually actually talk about who's in like made the movie, but we'll get we'll get to that later. Um, the family, which comprises um, who the hell are the names? It's Janet, Michael, and Eric. Eric. Eric is the t- uh, kid in the wheelchair from the plot description. He's the me. Yeah. Uh, the mom is is Christine Ebersol, <laughs> yes. who, as you said, was on like one or two years of Saturday Night Live or something like that. She was on from eighty one to eighty two. Okay, but. They're just they're they're not like involved in the accident, but they're like stopped by it basically. And there's like and the kids are just like, hey, let's go see what's going on. Follow the ambulances and stuff. And she's like, no, no kids, you dumb kids. That's not what people do. Right. But they get up to like a checkpoint. And at this point, Mac has climbed into the back of their van. Yes. And he drinks Eric's. Yeah, he steals Eric's Coke. He drinks it up. And then (laughs) falls asleep in the back of the van. The government guys kind of like shine the light and they're like, you're free to go. And. That's pretty much it. Like they, they are now and and a couple of them. Well, I believe Eric has covered like head to toe in Chicago Cubs stuff. I oh, don't yeah. know, man. I don't know where this family's from. Yeah. 
Well, this, this, this <laughs> they're starts, from Illinois. This starts the the trend because, like, first he's like, oh, I, yeah, he's got like a Chicago Cubs hat, a Chicago Cubs uh, shirt on, and I think he's got like a stuffed animal bear in the back that's got like a Chicago Cubs hat on it too. He does, and because that comes up, they are moving from Chicago to California. Yep. And but when you know, it's a whole scene of like them moving in, the moving trucks there. You know, you get to see the little girl next door, sees Eric, and is like, hi. And at the at first, she's sitting across the street. With like a little like homemade teepee. Oh wow, that never comes up, does no. it? She, she's no, she's sitting across the street with a little homemade teepee. Right. And when they first see her, like the older brothers is like, "Hey," and she's like, "Shh, I'm trying to commune with nature." I think she says the nature spirits or and something. Also, like there's like a parrot on the top of her teepee. Mm-hmm. A parrot on your teepee. Um, <laughs> it's my progressive rock band. A pox on your house, <laughs> right? A, a parrot on your teepee. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Um, but then there's like, there's a chameleon attached to the side of her head. Uh-huh. It was just like sitting there chilling out. I mm-hmm. don't know if there are other animals in this scene. Those were the only two that I noticed. I was yeah. kind of shocked that there's just a chameleon yeah. just yeah. clenched to the side of her head near her ear area. This, is, this only exists for them to say, freaking California, yeah, man. Yeah, the older brother's just like, whatever, man, California, am I right? And then for the rest of the movie, that kid's totally normal. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> yep. But they arrive and... Mac gets out of the van and the little girl sees him yep. and it's just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And so this begins 20, 30 minutes. It's of, about 30 minutes of, of just like Mac doing shit. Well, and like no you, one, yeah, no one it. could quite see him. And like, but in the very beginning, Mac is a little fucking asshole for no reason. <laughs> like there's no way to like, he gets like, he arrives <laughs> and, Steal yeah. some more coke or whatever, and then immediately starts using whatever weird alien powers he has to like control the kid's RC car. Mm-hmm. And then it's a series of like you know, he never sees him, but he sneaks in, like turns the shower on. I guess gets in the shower, leaves weird feet prints all over the house, mm-hmm. and that's like one thing. So it leads him on a chase of like, well, that's just weird. I can't find him. And this is when he actually formally meets the little girl, and is like, oh, you looking for your friend? He's like, it's actually my brother. Yeah, that's the ticket. And she's like, I saw him. He's really weird looking. He's like, thanks. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, because she's actually seen him. Yep. Um, and that's all cute and innocent and everything. Mm. And then eventually, for whatever reason, there there are power tools all around this house. They're working on things. The the, uh, the older brother is circular using sawing. a circular saw in the fucking house. Yeah. It's yeah. destroying like end tables or something. Like, you didn't need this, Ma? <laughs> Fuck I, it up. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a pile of chopped up pieces of wood for yeah. no... Yeah, reason. It really just serves that like there are tools here for whatever reason because he's unpacking drills and saws and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And next day, Max like, hey, I have weird electrical powers. I'm going to turn everything on and start drilling holes through shit. Like drills, you know, like a full big ass like boring drill like through the yeah. wall. Mm-hmm. It's not very exciting, you know. <laughs> and pokes his eyes through it, you know, so that again, it's like. Eric keeps seeing like little glimpses, but he never gets a full view of Mac. Yeah. But cuts a couple holes in the wall. He comes around and like Mac is just like changed the living room. Like it's like it's basically like outdoors, indoors. There's like dirt and he's trying to make it like moss. his desert planet. Was that it? But with dumb shit. <laughs> well, I'm saying like there, there were other shenanigans like yeah. leading up to this, but like when he gets destructive, cuts it's a like, hole in the door. Yeah. That, well, when he cuts the hole in the door, that's when he finally gets a full view of him because like he goes around the corner and gets yelled at first mm-hmm. because like he's 
outdoor the indoors and like there's a deer in there yep. and flowers everywhere and he's like tied straws to the ceiling fan they're just going around and all this weird shit and so of course the mom's coming in and is like what the fuck everything's destroyed <laughs> he's kind of obsessed with straws yeah. by the oh, way you're right he had cut the hole in the door because when she came around she saw the door too and it was like yeah, yeah. yeah but you cut like a triangle out of their front door yep with the circular saw like some of it like the the trying to make the house the interior like this deserty thing kind of mm-hmm. makes sense but cutting a triangle in the door doesn't make any no, sense no and drilling through the door or yeah. the walls and everything it's but just also like, it's a fucking alien yeah. so you know well, an alien baby too because yeah. I mean like yeah yeah so it's basically a toddler alien just right. like I'm gonna fuck with everything right it's like no stop yeah. <laughs> give a three year old a slightly more intelligence and and special and, powers and special right. electrical powers and yeah. shit will go wrong right. and yes. also maybe super strength is moving all that stuff mm-hmm. sure maybe i don't know yep. but yeah mom freaks out but she's like i can't even deal with this i gotta go to my first day on my job yeah, i've gotta go get ready yeah um so they never tell us why there's only mom they just imply yeah that well they use a photograph to show us that there was a dad mm-hmm. and there is no longer a dad a beardy man who and that she hasn't see. she hasn't worked in 10 years she hasn't worked in 10 years yeah but somehow they have enough money to move to you know, to move to just outside of LA, somewhere in like Thousand Oaks or whatever, mm-hmm. um, a place that looks like it's a fairly middle class, decent area. Yeah. Oh, these but were then, these were nice ass houses in the eighties. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the poltergeist neighborhood, right. basically, except yeah. on hills. Um, and she's got all this money, maybe somehow or enough money to move to fucking california mm-hmm. and then just take a job at sears right in the mall in the mall mm-hmm. like yeah. not at sears headquarters or anything just right. which would be in chicago just being like a counter girl <laughs> or something yeah. oh maybe that she had a chicago connection the sears family killed her husband mm-hmm. and they set her up with a job in california to get her away to keep her quiet right. yeah, yeah that, that right. makes sense you bring a drill we bring an alien yep. yeah. <laughs> that's the chicago way yeah. yes but like so but it's weird like they have she ostensibly has no money i posited that her husband was like hit by a bus or something and had a good life insurance policy maybe like, sure but yeah. we, we never know she's or she she's, just you know took care of him <laughs> right yeah for the insurance money so like so the mom came came in and sees the whatever the hell's happened to the house yeah she's just, she's almost like immediately like i can't even yeah she's just, just like, walks away not like, today like, Satan. I, it's all and, <laughs> it's all destroyed and she what just goes to her room and Eric is just kind of crying, and you're like, why, dude? Just You just woke up. Chill out for half a second. Mm-hmm. And so he just rolls outside and starts, you know, rolling down this hill in his backyard slowly. Mm-hmm. And then, so we get to the scene. We get to the scene that Paul Rudd has shown on Conan O'Brien for the last 15 years. Yep. I'm not familiar with this. Okay, well, let me, let oh, me really? set the stage for you. So... He shows this out of context scene. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you have to say what he does is he says he has a, he clip, has a clip from, from whatever for his movie new he's movie. in, and then he shows this clip from Mac and Me. Also, by the way, it's a lot longer than fifteen years. It's like going on twenty years plus bl- now. Yeah, because yeah, the yes. So the weird thing about this scene is that so it it start whenever Paul Rudd would show it. It starts as the kid is starting to careen out of control going down this well, hill. Yeah, he's sitting at the top and is just like looking around like, oh, flowers and stuff. And it, and it, his his clip starts always when the wheelchair just starts to go over the edge. Yeah. But it's like the front, you know, wheels kind of buckle. A so I'm like, well, there's all this time I've been thinking, well, there's got to be a reason why the kid does this because the kid knows he's in a wheelchair. The kid sees that this is a d- dramatic downward <laughs> slope. Don't do that. But there's literally nothing that kicks this off. It's just he inches out too far. Mm-hmm. 
it's not even that. He just <laughs> his his wheel. Yeah. The catalyst for this is his wheel moves. His one of his front, you know, the the swivel wheels mm-hmm. just moves. Yeah. And then he starts rolling down the hill. It's like he's he goes from stationary to immediately out of control too right. fast. Yes. Yeah. And the handbrake, you know, breaks off. He does the oh no. Right. Yeah. But I, I will say doesn't the, even try the other one. By the, the way, I, there was a slight precedent for this to happen because like the second they were pulling in the neighborhood, like the brother and him were like, look at all these hills that you can roll down. And mom's like, not until we check the grade of all these, like, you know, like, no, you know, okay. No wheel anywhere until that's set up. Right. That's that, set up. It's not, it doesn't make it mean like it the makes way this sense. movie actually goes from the kid is distraught to the kid is rolling down the hill is that it's like the kid is trying to commit suicide. Yes. <laughs> sure. Because his house is dusty. It's it's very strange. <laughs> but he got happy for a second when he saw flowers and stuff. And I guess. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, so he, he, he was basically he found his new will to live and then the hill. <laughs> yes. It all was all down the hill to die on. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that was his hill to die on. So he rolls down this hill out of control. The girl is screaming. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, because the neighbor girl came out and saw him starting to wheel yeah. down there and yeah. kind of followed him. And he just goes off a cliff into a little lake, mm-hmm. like violently, like they just throw a, a wheelchair and a dummy off this cliff into the lake. And then this horribly superimposed shot of the alien sits up <laughs> In front of the screen. Yeah. And then you get a shot of it just making its dumb O face, you know, like, woo. And it's like, are you happy? Surprised? In and, shot? And, like, and what? That's, that's where the clip always ends. Yeah. The Paul Rudd thing. Yeah, Which is where it should end. Right. <laughs> but Th- that's really all of Mac and me. I, I would venture to say that's all of Mac and me that you really need to see. I, oh. no, 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 no. There are at least two moments later oh, yeah. in the film that are more outrageous than this. Yes. Truly, truly. Um, He... So he's in the water now because he's in wheelchair. He can't swim, so he's flailing. Mm-hmm. He's. It looks like he's strapped to the wheelchair. Yeah. So which? Yeah. People. I mean, I. I yes. don't. You seatbelt yourself into the wheelchair. Not every wheelchair, but I mean, like. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, it just seems like in in rare circumstances like this, that could be very dangerous. Like, well, ostensibly, you'd have like a buckle that you could undo. But this, also, normally, you wouldn't just cream down a hill yeah. like an idiot. For no, but anyway, Mac, the alien sees him go in and flails. They throw an alien puppet into the water, which sinks down, and then he, the still in the wheelchair, rolls out of the water, and that's when his family finds him, and they're like, well, "You just stay there, young man." And then yeah, doctor checks him out, and they're all like, "Wow, it's so good." Fucking I mean, fifty paramedics have oh, yeah. shown up at this house. Oh yeah, the cops never. I mean, <laughs> look, it's it's the eighties, and they're white. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I'm just like they call out everybody. Like I'm surprised the National Guard wasn't there. Yeah, but anyway, the president's here. Thank you for your bravery, <laughs> yeah. son. Yeah, um, but. Like, so the one doctor is, like, checking him out, and the family's in the room, and they're like, you sure you're okay? He's like, I'm fine. I, I swear I'm fine. And then, like, the doctor's like, can you give us uh, just a minute? And he's like, this friend that you, you say you keep seeing, uh, can you tell me more about him? He's like, Susie or whatever the hell next door has seen him, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell is her name? Uh, is that Debbie? Sure. Debbie. Debbie. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. There's two sisters. I don't know which yeah. one's which. Debbie um, and Courtney. Yeah. I think Courtney's the older one. But yeah. anyway, he's like, she she saw it too. Why don't you ask her? And he's like, sure, sure. Hey, why don't you just take this little sedative? Yeah, really. And just, just <laughs> go a little sleepy poo. <laughs> enjoy a nice deep sleep, kid. <laughs> and then, you know, he goes into the room to like, yeah, your kid's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Technical term is fucked up. But yeah. Um, then I think the next day is when they drive mom to Sears. 
Yeah. Um, and there, there have also been shots of the alien family wandering the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because they're they're like they're just, that. All right, this is one of the things I was gonna say. Like, this doesn't make any sense because, like, they were sucked into this probe thing for however long it went across the galaxy, mm-hmm. wherever the other place was. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happens when they become their little gooey form, but like they're in the desert for like two or three days, which is pretty much the same kind of conditions they were on on their own planet. Now, granted. First thing I said as soon as they popped out of it was like, oh, they're immediately dead because the atmosphere is different. Right. But like they're wandering around and like they look, I mean, they they immediately go to we are dying. Right. Like the little one is like collapsed and the father's picking it up and they're like poking at the dirt and just going nothing. Right. That's because they can't find a hole in the dirt to jam their straw into to suck soda out of. Because it's basically hinted at that underneath their planet is a giant supply of coke classic <laughs> yes mm-hmm. because that seems to be their sustenance ain't nothing like the real thing <laughs> sometimes it's new coke sometimes it's coke classic but whatever you, you, you get a can of coke classic you get a straw you give it to an alien you got yourself a stew i, I to say like it, however they survived however long with nothing sure flying in this probe right and well, they were in a vacuum like i said sure <laughs> literally they were in a vacuum thank you chuck that was that was good I, i'm gonna give you that one <laughs> all right uh but yes i like i said two days in the desert and they're like dying yes but i mean because like they don't even like oh i mean like there's one shot of like oh where are we this is weird and then like the very next shot it's like it's the you know the three amigos Ishtar thing. Like yes. we've been in the desert for 40 days and we're, <gasps> yeah. You know, also some of them have fashion clothes. I don't right. understand why they were totally nude on their planet, but now like they have like dilapidated burlap Rags, sacks yeah. on. And it's just mm-hmm. like one, where did you get them Two, What are you covering up, covering up? Because all of you is hideous. <laughs> <laughs> like you are all the scrotum skin. Like there's nothing. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Show us everywhere on <laughs> the doll that you don't want to be touched. They're made Never. entirely of weenus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your entire body is a private area. It's like all, all elbow and scrotum. Just walking taint. <laughs> uh, husband and wife have you know. a tainted love. Uh, okay. Anyway, but yes, that that that's happening, and, and occasionally, like Mac will go outside and be like, "I'm sad," and he cries like regular tears periodically, like yes. water, and it's like. If you're made of coke, <laughs> how are you crying water? <laughs> I just I don't precisely. know. Gary <laughs> I, they do try to give the aliens water at various times, and the, the aliens are just no, like, no. "Oh hell no!" Yeah, because I don't drink water. Fish fucking. I'm, I'm sorry, I should get hung up on the alien physiology of fucking Mac and me, but <laughs> like, like. But, but, so, but anyway, like Max outside uh-huh, occasionally, yeah. like they have this weird thing where like they, you know, they like they whistle out their buttholes and make they do, their butthole yeah. mouths and they the make way. the universal sign for vagina in the air. They and, do. And that and they can that whistle carries for miles because the parents will like, hey, we're over here and here's some information, uh-huh. which is part of what Mac left behind when he redid the uh, the living room was like he left behind flowers like in straws so that yes. they spun. Yes. He left uh, some kind of advertisement, like Westron or I don't. They kept it was a, it. like a furniture it's store, a furniture yeah. store yeah. Yeah. in yeah. California. It looked like it looked like it the Valvoline. Wicks. Yeah. 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 yeah, Wicks. Wicks. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was like a furniture line, and then like a couple of pictures of horses, and that was like clues yep. of like this is where we are. 
and we don't learn that until later really it's just yeah. like yeah he left some random shit around for some reason because at one point like when they're actually in con when they have mac just hanging out with them mm-hmm. mac just points in a general direction and the little girl's like he's pointing towards my school and mm-hmm. it's like so <laughs> it's useless information that helps yeah. us in no way possible but what i was getting at the alien physiology thing is mm-hmm. because like for one whatever reason like when they all right we got to get to when they actually catch mac like when they actually like full-on face-to-face see mac catch him he devises a a, a, a blatant ripoff et style thing where he leaves cans of cokes and straw and a trail of straws <laughs> into his bedroom yep and he has fashioned the, like there's also like a weird rube goldberg scale thing that they have like it looks like uh just a uh not a kitchen scale, but like a, what do you call it? Like a balance style scale. Yeah. Um, but he's like put a concierge bell under it. Mm-hmm. And so like when Mac takes the Coke off of it, it dings the bell. So he's like, oh, he's coming. Right. And the little girl is like tapped on his window. Like, you okay? And he's like, shh, get in here, get in here. And so like they're hiding in the closet and they have a vacuum cleaner and they're leading Mac into his bedroom and they're, and they're like, we're going to flip on the vacuum, you know, open up and gotcha. Yeah. You know, get him. Yeah. And they do, and again, they comically suck him into the vacuum cleaner, he which turns to goo. They they have it's like one of those little canister vacuums, but they have strapped it to the neighbor girl's back, and Max <laughs> superpowers basically immediately turn him turn this into a scene from The Exorcist. Yep, because she just starts spinning on the floor like full body out, like Power of Christ compels you style. Yep, and then like starts, and then the brother comes comes in and is like, "What's going on here?" Because the mom's <laughs> off at work at Sears. She is, yes. And the brother comes in like, "What's going on here?" He's like, "We've." What the hell? Why is she flying? Because like she she gets like drug up the ceiling or up up, up the wall, then across the ceiling, and then like down falls the down. other wall. Yeah. yeah, and then like he's like, "What's going on? Unplug it, turn it off." And they they finally do, and she's just like, "Whoa!" And he's like, "It's in there. We we caught it. It's inside the vacuum." And he's like, what "The hell!" And so they open up the vacuum, and out comes Mac, fully formed again, yes. with you know little uh, you know googly eye things again. And he's like, "Holy shit! It's real! It's you weren't lying. There really is an alien." And. <laughs> Coincidentally, the the FBI guys already like started. They've they've somehow figured out that he's in this neighborhood. It's the power surges. Yeah, I guess. because because as the vacuum was going nuts, it causes a massive power surge in the neighborhood, which but, brings the police. But which they were is already. Weird. I mean, like saying they were nearby because like the FBI and the police are already there, and he's like, "You've got to hide, Mac." And and the little girl's like, "You can't tell him I was here." And so she sneaks off too. Mm-hmm. So. The mom is coming home while all of this is going on as well. The older brother runs out to tell the mom, like, you got to come see this. And of course, by the time he brings her back in there, Max disappeared again because Eric turned his head for a second. Yep. And again, it's just like, the hell is going on now? <laughs> now the vacuum and they're, and it's like, no, I swear it was a thing. And so now they're both on the same page of like, I swear there's a like a little creature thing. A fucking creature. Yeah. And, <laughs> but I did not fuck the creature. Again, so the mom's just like, oh, my God, now I have two crazy sons. Um, mm hmm. Because the next morning, yeah, Mac, the, yeah, Mac the, has cleaned the house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mac has cleaned the house. Like she's like, "Oh God, thanks." And and they're like, "We didn't do this." And they're like, "They're like," she's like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, "Do you think we would do this?" And they both just look at her like, "We're a couple little shitheads." We would. And she's like, "You make a good point. You're, you're a couple <laughs> little assholes. You wouldn't have cleaned up the house." Exactly. But she goes to work again, and then Max there. But now this is where I'm getting with the alien physiology thing. Like they've been feeding him cokes, you know, yeah, as, mm-hmm. what he wants, right? And then all of a sudden, there's like a scene where he's sitting in the chair watching Snorks and Hell looks yes, sick. And, and they're like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? He's this not is- sick. He's sad. Is that what it is? Yeah. He's well, sad. they're just like, he's sick as they try to give him water. He's like, no. Well, yeah. Even if he was not sick, he would right. say, fuck your water. Right. I'm just saying, like, it, 
it's weird because I, at this point I was like, maybe stop giving him cokes and give him some water because that's what he needs <laughs> right. to survive. But give no, him some nope. nutrition perhaps. No, this this movie is one hundred percent like these aliens need fucking coke or they're yes. going to die. Yes, correct. Um, <laughs> I am the same way. Yeah, but oh, the fuck happens next? Well, I mean, the mom is home at one point and goes jogging with mm-hmm. the kid and. As that happens, Mac has shown back up. He's commandeered a, a 4x4, a little kid's... Like a Power Wheels. Yeah. Yes. And so he's just stunting through the neighborhood as 50 little dogs all leave their homes. 50 to- dogs of all shapes and sizes, <laughs> man. It is like the pound let loose. Yes. No one in this neighborhood knew the same breeder. <laughs> they all have <laughs> right. a different dog of different size and of different age. And all these dogs chase Mac around the neighborhood. Yeah, while, while other cars are like careening and barely missing dogs. And we're like, you better not fucking hit a dog, you sons of bitches. Yeah. Wait, that's... <laughs> right. You better not hit those sons of bitches, you, <laughs> you sons of you people. dogs. Yeah. Um... So then, like, this weird love theme starts playing as the mom and the kid are running through the neighborhood and Mac is stunting all over the place and Mac crashes into a tree. Mm-hmm. And then all the dogs are like, you come down here, Mac, and we're going to eat you. And then the scene just kind of ends. Yeah. It's, it's just like it's never resolved just, how Mac gets out of the tree. Done. Yeah, it's just over. It's just wacky hijinks. Yeah. But then uh, I think it's time for what's her face's birthday party. Well, I was going to say, like, <laughs> it was also introduced that the little girl next door has an older pretty sister that of course the older brother's like Bleh. and she's right. the very first time we see her she's in a mcdonald's uniform yep you know and it's like oh here we go wait do we ever see her not in a mcdonald's uniform mm, i think no, no. The, the first time we see her she's on the balcony right and she's not wearing a mcdonald's oh, uniform. right yeah that's right the, the rest, rest of, of the movie, movie yep. she's in a yeah. Yeah. yeah polyester uniform yep but uh yeah so the brothers and me are like hey how you doing and like it's already like i mean it's like been one day and he's already calling her like hey do you have a boyfriend i you know left someone behind in illinois but you know what are yeah. you doing you, oh you take that st- i'll help you study you i'm from chicago I mean? you yeah know. i'm from chicago <laughs> we didn't even yeah besides the chicago's cup shit in the in the car and the ride in when mm-hmm. they get to their house is chicago shit everywhere god they just went to the chicago gift shop and bought one of fucking everything cubs trash can bears pillowcases yeah. it's fucking everything okay guys yeah we get it (laughs) but it's like hey i wonder if they're from chicago (laughs) but um (laughs) anyway yes the the older sister has invited everyone to her birthday party i guess at mcdonald's i don't think it's her birthday party okay it's a birthday party yeah yeah all right but it's a birthday party at mcdonald's and Mm -hmm. there's a whole sequence where now, the, the the government has been outside right. casing the house. They're mm-hmm. like, the thing is in there. We know it. And so when they leave to go yeah. to the party, so... Ricky Ricky's mom from Better Off Dead shows up, yeah. to, which is the two girls' mother, to drive them to the party. Because, again, Eric and what's is what the hell is his name? Michael's mom is like, got to go work at Sears. And, you know, right. it's fine. I just met these neighbors, but I'm sure their mom will take care of you and totally. get you around wherever. But so... They need to take Mac with them because they can't leave Mac at home Mm -hmm. because the government guys will find him. So Eric takes he's got he had this Chicago Cubs bear Mm -hmm. in his or Chicago bear, I guess, or cub, whatever. It it was the Cubs mascot, which doesn't make any sense. But yes. So he has apparently stripped out the insides of this thing and covers Mac in this bear husk <laughs> right why and are you so wearing that stupid bear suit he comes out and he's basically carrying a small child <laughs> which they then a smaller put, child because he's already a small child right and they, so they put this thing in the back seat and of course mac is all like blah, 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 and you know flailing around and they're like dude stop so 
and they're like, he's like, she's like, is it a bad move? Yeah. And he's like, it's, like, oh yeah, it's one of those new it, computer it, bears. It's, it's got microchips and stuff. Yeah. She's like, oh, that's neat. Yeah. And that's like, how long have you had him? Oh, forever. Yeah. I thought you said he was one of those new computer bears. He's new. He no, got, new, got new microchips. Amazing what we can do with science now, Ricky. But, but anyway, we're then we're at with... McDonald's. And then, holy shit. So before we get inside the McDonald's, there's a dance party going on outside McDonald's. In the parking lot. Like boombox style. Dance not off. Not quite break dancing, but close. Yeah. Like it could happen at any right. moment. <laughs> so that's happening. And then you're like, okay, well, that's just some local toughs hanging out in the parking lot and dancing there to their heart's content. And we go inside. And this place is super populated with the most energetic people you've ever seen. Yeah, this party is like, I mean, I, it feels like there's a party of about 40 or 50 plus another 20 people that just randomly showed up because yeah. it's a McDonald's. But there are weird groups of three themed people like there are three football men and mm-hmm. there are three ballet dancers <laughs> and just like weird pockets of themed people like it's a post-apocalyptic thing. You know, it's like, here's the mailman gang and, you know, all that. So... They come in and 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 Eric is just like, here's my dumb bear. And everyone's like, oh, that's great. And Mac just sees a soda and is like mine and extends his dumb arm to take some kid soda. Mm-hmm. And out, like it extends it out of the costume. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, so plus, it's an like, alien hand coming across and just blatantly c- taking this kid soda. And they're like, Mac, no. And so he puts it back and everyone's like. The hell happened? But everyone's immediately cool. They're like, this thing's awesome. And, yeah. they, and then someone walks up and is just like, they think it's just a toy. Go with it. Right. And then full on dance party happens. I don't know how this happens. I don't either. But it is full blown professional dance party breaks out in the middle of this McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And it's. And you think like it's just going to be the kids, you know, like just the birthday party kids are like, we're dancing the McDonald's. Yeah. yeah and then, but no, it's, no, it's like. It, it, it becomes contagious because like at first like all the kids stand up and are like you know doing some street dancing uh-huh. coolness in mcdonald's and like the ballet dancers like oh whatever that's not even dancing yeah and they're like fake yawning like right. and then all of a sudden like they stand up and start busting some moves and then the football guys like run over like hun, 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 it's dance time <laughs> ready break yeah everyone is dancing and then mac or whatever small child they've put in this bear costume jumps up on the counter he doesn't just jump. He like <laughs> levitates across the yeah. crowd yes. to the counter. Yep. And then is just busting a move on the counter and all the people behind the counter are just like, "Yeah, this is great." Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the whole time the FBI guys are trying to like get in the door, but people but keep, people keep getting, like dancing around them and getting in their way. And they just have a look of like, "Get the get the fuck out of this place. This is the weirdest McDonald's ever." <laughs> like, the fuck are they putting their happy meals here? And they're just like, is that the is it the bear? What's happening? And the bear is like flipping around and dancing, and everyone's just dancing the fuck out of the scene. Everybody's really excited about the bear dancing, but he is the worst dancer. <laughs> yeah, but it's a bear dancing. It's a small child in a bear costume. Sure, <laughs> but he's a really bad dancer. If a bear danced on the counter at McDonald's, are you telling me you wouldn't be excited? <laughs> if it was that okay, bear, no. For, for, for one. <laughs> For one, first things first. Don't jerk um, me around, Norm. It's a simple question. <laughs> well, for one, it looks like something wearing like a bear's skin. It doesn't look like a bear. It, it looks weird. It's wearing like an egg or soup. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. it's very disturbing. Sugar, water, caramel. <laughs> um, Carbonation. But 
it, it also dances real bad. It dances worse than I do, which is... It is right. the worst dancer in this McDonald's, which I can't believe that's a sentence I just said. <laughs> there are 90 this, And nothing was dancers. sarcastic about that. This yeah. bear is by far the worst dancer in this McDonald's. I will have you know. <laughs> there are 90 better dancers in this McDonald's than Mac. Yeah. Also, I guess trivia-wise... Also, why wise, are there 90 dancing people in this McDonald's? Trivia-wise, somewhere in this mass hysteria of dancing... Apparently, as a young Jennifer Aniston, yes. and who was it? Uh, Nikki Cox. Okay, oh, yeah, she was on like, TV and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, couldn't tell you if they were there because no. it's it's literal insanity. I don't know who figured that one out, except for somebody like going through the call sheets. Maybe it's probably I also them. think it might be bullshit. It could be. Who it knows? Because be. some people do that. You know it's what? Like, I, here's a crowd. I bet this person's in there. Right. <laughs> so someone's probably owned up to it on some talk show. Like, maybe, were you in maybe, It's like, yes, I was a dancer in the, in the McDonald's yeah, scene. Maybe in the extras on the Blu-ray, they're like, here she is. And they, yeah. you know, circle her or whatever. But I, yeah. anyway, knows? just we, we were like, we knew there's somebody in the scene. And yeah. I guess y'all do. I, I, I was, I had seen I was just listed. looking at faces. And I was like, who's who's secretly not quite a star yet that's somewhere in the background? They were both listed as like dancer at McDonald's. So okay. I knew like something was going to happen, but I didn't know this was going to happen. Right. And yeah, but I didn't. But see yeah, that. it's it, I mean, it's total insanity to the point that like the main shot, which is like the the table area and like, you know, an older McDonald's when it wasn't just wall to wall tables and booze and stuff. Yeah. There was like a breathing room in front of the counter. Right. And then there was like a, you know, a gaggle of tables in the background. Uh-huh. So. All of this is being shot, and so, like, in that breathing room where you'd be standing at the counter ordering stuff is the people dancing. But, like, to paint the scene, it's like, there are people, like, flipping on trampolines and stuff outside the McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Oh, so- outside is major dance-off happening. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, their own story is happening outside. It's but- like Busby Burgerly. <laughs> it's just fucking crazy going on. Shit. <laughs> I, I'm just saying it's 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 crazy how much is going on in every shot. In this. Yeah, this is. But then it just kind of ends. It's like, all right, well, enough of that bullshit. Well, because uh, Mac jumps on Eric's wheelchair and then they wheel outside mm-hmm. because the government people are coming right. to get him. And this starts a come and take it. <laughs> this just starts a downhill chase through the city where so they are just whizzing down the hallway on or the hallway on the highway on this wheelchair mm-hmm. as stunt drivers are careening out of control all around this stunt person in a wheelchair There is one shot that is just like holy shit someone almost died <laughs> if to, that was to the make dummy. mac and me <laughs> yeah um so yeah they're stunting around and suddenly like the kid is at sears like at his mom's sears yeah it's just like his downhill because well, he sketches for a while he, does. he gets away from him for a little while because he sketches on the back of a car yeah which by the way is holding on to the back of a car in case I, I say that like everyone knows what skitchin is. Everyone knows what skitchin <laughs> well, is. Well, if you don't know what skitchin <laughs> is, then you're probably listening to this on a device that has access to the internet. Sure. To the internet. Yeah. Figure it yeah. out. But yes, he skitches his wheelchair down the, and gets away from the government guys for a little while, ends up at Sears, and they catch back up. And then he's rolling he's rolling through Sears, like yelling for his mom, yeah. who, who is like starting to be in the middle of a weird, awkward conversation. Like she's riding with like some older dude up the elevator and is like, so how long have you been in lingerie? And, yeah. it's like, and then it like cuts out after that. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that was no what more the, talking. What the <laughs> fuck was about to happen with that conversation? That kid saved his mom from some shit. Yeah. <laughs> but he's rolling through screaming. She's like, Eric and the FBI guys are chasing, you know, uh, FBI Keys, guys Keystone cop style are running full speed in every shot and crashing into everything possible. Well, because Mac, like, they go by a display of all these RC cars and Mac just reaches over and, like, 
turns them all on basically yeah. and they roll out and so the, you know people are tripping over those and and then eventually like they're about to like hey mom later and, we, and she's like what is that thing on your lap and and mac just like starts exploding all the tvs as the fbi's get guys get to them yeah and then somehow jams he the also door. breaks the do- it's an it's an it's, automatic yeah. door and he uses his electro powers yeah, he, to well yeah it. he electro powers it open ahead of time so yeah. that they can get through no problem and then electro powers them locked behind to which one of the fbi do- dudes or nasa guys whatever the hell they are just grabs one of the broken tvs and just hucks it through the window and is like yeah <laughs> yeah it's like fuck this door. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Mac. The Defenestrate Department. <laughs> I will get you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um. The the chase keeps happening. Oh, the van has shown yeah, up. Yeah, because like at one point, like he donned. He I think he grabbed some clothes while they were going through. They went Sears. through like a clothesline. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like as you do when you run through a clothesline, you right. are just suddenly adorned with <laughs> yeah. eight different new items rules. of clothing. Have you ever run through a clothesline, Chuck? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Usually he just gets knocked down. Okay. Yeah, but he gets up. But again. I get up again. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so everyone else is piled into the van, and mm-hmm. so they are just on the highway next to them. And everyone like, being his brother, the McDonald's girl, and the, and then her younger sister, right? And they're just Courtney like, hey, hmm? Courtney and Debbie. Sure, yeah, he's like, get in here. So they're driving alongside them. Mac jumps into the van, and then somehow the brother summons the most ridiculous strength possible to just grab the bottom of the wheelchair and pick it up and pull it into the van. Well, it's it was shown earlier in the movie, Chuck, <laughs> that he was able to pick that wheelchair up with me in it, whatever his name is. <laughs> Eric? <laughs> I forgot his name. <laughs> I guess his name is me. Yeah. Well, I couldn't remember his name. It's not important anyway. Eric. Yes, Eric. He's able to pick up the wheelchair with Eric in it with no problem because he snatches him out of the van out of the van earlier. Not while going fifty sideways down a highway. (laughs) He was going wheelchair speed. Mm -hmm. That's not that fast. (laughs) And he also wasn't sideways. They were yeah, see, forget it. The van wasn't going sideways, they were going straightways. (sighs) I don't think it's that far fetched. It's a light wheelchair. Me is like ten years old, so he's probably pretty light. (laughs) Ten-year-old me, yeah. Ten-year-old me, yeah. Yeah, in a wheelchair, yes. yeah, is pretty light. Anyway, so they're driving. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that far fetched. And and they have put this dumb T-shirt on Mac, <laughs> so he's like wearing a T-shirt dress for the rest of the movie. I don't know why they needed to do that. <laughs> yeah, again, like what? what? Well, well, they're driving out somewhere, and they, you know, did they did they stop for supplies on the way out? No, or, on the no, way back. On the way back. Yeah. yeah. So they're driving out, and then it's just like, hey, this looks important. There's. Well, Mac is just like, and like they're like, what's this mean? And then they slam on the brakes. It's a billboard for Wix. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, and and there's some horses. Yeah. So let's drive down this road. And then the horses are just like, fuck, yeah, we're in this movie, too. And just run alongside the van for a while. And then the van's like, we ain't got time for this. You have have one horsepower. We have more. (laughs) Yeah. So it drives off and they just they they find some windmills. And they get out. Oh, yeah. Then that's the the flowers and the straws symbolize because they get there. and They're like, oh, that's what he meant. Yeah. Wind, the windmills. Those turbines. Iconic. Wind turbines. Sure. Yeah. Windmills. It's kind of something else. But they get out and look around and there's a there's a cave. And they're like, that must be it. And it's like, oh, all right. Um, and it turns out it is it. Cause <laughs> so they they strap Mac to the back of the older brother. I was going to say, like, for a while, the, the several points throughout this movie, this movie feels like it's about to get really dark. Yeah. Because. Yes. And it does twice. Yeah. <laughs> because. So. They strap Mac to the back of the older brother. And no, no, he wills in. He wills it on his own. 
That's what's weird. It's no, like, no, no, I'm saying it first. Oh, okay. Like the older brother goes in okay. on his own. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> yeah, Eric. Older brother, not yeah. me. Right. Yeah. He's got Mac like a. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. So he's got Mac on his back, and he goes into this cave, and it's like we're Mac, making Mac, Empire Mac, Strikes Mac. Back jokes because that's exactly what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And he goes in, and it's just like, well, what's he going to find in there? Well, he's going to find Mac's oh, family. Only, dead. only one he takes with him. Oh, I guess he didn't take that with him. No, he didn't. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Max family is in there, uh, pretty much dead. Uh huh. And he hey, goes in there. He puts back down like, "Hey, why don't you get closer and look at your dead family?" Yeah, check this out. Because uh, is this your family? <laughs> they are not moving. No, like at all. To the point where they're almost dusty. The older brother pokes one in the eye. <laughs> like that's the first contact he makes with this creature is just to be like, "Hey, what's in your eye?" It's my finger. <laughs> Poke. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but then yeah, like one of them starts kind of blip-blopping around. <laughs> they're like, get this man some coke. Right. So they're like, hey, get in here. And then they start yelling at the kid in the wheelchair to get in there like, it's a fucking cave and there's train track. How am I supposed to? But anyway. He does. Yeah, they just, get in there. Also, like the, at one point you were like, I wonder if his wheelchair wheels are just wide enough to fit on the, you know, the tracks yes. of the mine cart and it's suddenly going to be oh, Indiana Jones on a wheelchair. that's what was going to happen. But no, they just, they get in there and they're like, get these aliens some Coke Classic stat and they just make them all drink Coke Classic and they all wake up. And then they're like, yay. Yeah, you're okay now. And the one like oldest alien, dad alien, just snatches the freaking Coca-Cola and just sucks yeah. it all down. Yeah. Like, like greedily, like, oh, this is mine. I'm the goddamn paterfamilias. <laughs> I'm a bona fide alien. Yeah. He yeah. just crams it in his butthole. And... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Face sphincter. What else do you want me to call Face it? sphincter. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they, um, they just load him in the van and drive back. And they they have to stop for gas. Okay, so first they're like, so the dad alien in particular is out of control in the back of this van. He just has to fuck with everything. And they're like, you have to keep him occupied, youngest child in the van. You must keep that thing occupied. And she's like, I can't. I'm like five. (laughs) (laughs) She's not that young. But but at one point, like the dad alien is just like grabbing her arm. She's like, I think he wants my bracelet. She's like a stupid bead bracelet. And and, they're like, give it to him. And she's like pulling. He's pulling. She's like, hey, that hurts. You have to stop now. And he's like, oh. I guess he's always going, oh, but yeah. <laughs> with a balloon, he's got a balloon not on his face, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like they, they, they just come up with this dumb thing and they're like, oh, Simon says, put your hands on your head. And they're all like, yeah, and do that. And they just keep him occupied until eventually, I guess they're dying without Coke again because they have to. Stop I don't know where the fuck they they've to... driven to and where they're driving back from, but it just seems like they're on a road trip at this point. Yeah, they're driving back from Tehachapi Wind Farm. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Taya Choppy? Is it? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what that place yeah. is called. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they stop at a, a very populated gas station, which is a dumb idea. Yeah, real bad idea. It's a gas station and strip mall and <laughs> grocery store. Full on grocery, grocery store. store. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So the older brother gets out and is just like, hey, McDonald's girl, you got any money? Sweet. Okay. Get gas. I need to call my mom. And she's like, aren't you afraid they're going to tap the phone? And it's like, <laughs> no why, why would they be monitoring this gas station this gas station phone just pay for the gas so and i'm gonna go get some cokes meanwhile like a jeep has pulled up on the other side of the gas pumps with two giggly girls in it and one gets out and the other looks over as so like the mother alien is just sitting there and she's like hey and then like the dad's face just <laughs> slides into frame 
and she's like, it's, it's like that gift the uh, the you know, you're looking at my girl yeah. thing with uh, Sean Astin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he literally yeah, he does just that. Like slides in, like, hey, and she's still like, oh, hey, what's up? And then the dad just is like, I'm gonna smash out the window and get oh, you, no. girl. <laughs> not no, not not that. She starts taking a drink of her sprite. Oh right, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, oh, that's mine. Give it to me, and smashes out the window and tries to take it. And she's like screaming, which yeah. you should do. And then she starts, uh, she drives off. She yeah. slams it in reverse so, and drives off. I'm curious why there was no immediate freak out at these weird sphincter face things looking at her through a window. Or was she, is this it's just California. California. They're just like, <laughs> it's California. Oh, it's some yeah. weird, gnarly you know, mask bra. You see yeah. some weird buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose. I, we have seen some of these plastic surgery things that yeah. are out there. Yep. But. Um, so the time it takes for them to get back out of the store, hearing the screaming back to the van, they are then told by the little girl, they ran off and they start yelling at her. Like, why didn't you keep them here? And she's like, dude, I'm five. Yeah. About what? One of you that's driving age stay behind. <laughs> yeah. So then we are just inside a grocery store and the family of aliens walks into the grocery store and everyone's just like, what? Yeah, full on gaggle, like family of four. Just, I mean, and. To be fair, like the, I feel like the size of these aliens keeps changing throughout the movie. Like, maybe, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Tallness, it's just, maybe. Yeah, the, tallness. Yeah, because Height, like, I guess you would call it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that is a good word for it. The lame um, term. <laughs> but like when they walk in, I mean, the dad alien is like seven foot tall. It yeah. feels like, you know, yeah. it's it's really big and really gangly too. And really, just yeah, super like, gangly. He's the most alien moving of the things. Um, but they just kind of come in and they don't really do much. But everyone freaks out because, you know, aliens. Well, as as Mackie's not here picture is, there's a point where the mama alien is carrying the youngest alien, which I guess is Mac. Yeah. And they come across like, you know, just lady with a girl in her arm and they just kind of like look at each other. And at first, like no one's like freaking out that much. No. They're just like, well, that's weird. The cashier calls the manager to the front, but yeah. it's not like in a panic. It's just no, like, it's uh, like uh, manager? The front, yeah. And manager comes out, and one of them has just gone over to a display of Coke cans and taken one. Right. And well, manager's it's, yeah, like, it's like the pyramid of cans, yeah. you know. And the manager's like, you don't touch that. No. Well, because he takes the bottom one, and the whole thing is, sure. you know, yeah. as, as you do. And they're just standing there like, really, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> and so the manager calls in security. Now. It's armed security in this grocery store. Yeah. And so armed security comes out, and it's just like, freeze, Mr. And father alien just takes the gun away from that yeah, dude. well the the older brother uh mike or whatever the hell his name is it's like comes in it's like don't shoot don't shoot the enemy harms and then yeah he just yoinks the gun away from him as he gets closer and then yeah. fires it somewhere just by like spinning it around like what is this He's thing like what is this and thing? so of course that's just like ah then everyone runs off in a panic and and again immediately like all the cops a are a million freaking sheriff's department deputies or whatever show up they're out of nowhere right. they're like 30 of them yeah. yes but this just like begins the crazy standoff between this where like because he just got like they've got you know 12 packs of cokes two liters all this stuff they're just loaded up with cokes and he still just got the gun like i got this thing too what is this yeah they're just carrying like crates of their their groceries that's Mm -hmm. all they would just walk out like okay we've got what we need i don't know what all of you are freaking out about but we're just gonna go on our way and they're like you put that gun down and 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 everyone is screaming they don't understand you yeah they don't understand you they don't mean mean any harm (laughs) yeah stop don't shoot and And then for whatever reason like the well for good reason the the (laughs) elder sheriff is just like don't anybody shoot like just and get everybody back yeah just he's he's actually trying to defuse the you know situation where all the 
cops are like, I'm going to shoot me an E.T., mm-hmm. you know, and yep. uh, so eventually, like, they're just kind of walking. They're going across the street. They're like, whatever. I don't even understand what's going on. Why all of you are freaking out? We're just going over we're, here. We're going to go. Soda. We're, we're going to walk over here to this gas station. And then Eric is like, I, I can talk to him. Don't worry. And wheels out. And they're all like, kid, no. Yeah. And I guess, like, the cops shoot over in that general direction. Okay. It's it's weird and vague, and it's because this this scene was hacked to shit for good reason. <laughs> but what what technically happens in the scene, even though we as an American audience didn't get to see it, is that so there's this sheriff's deputy who is Andrew Divoff, who was the Russian guy on Lost and is the Wishmaster. And so he trips over the front bumper of a car and his gun goes off. Mm-hmm. Now, in the overseas version of this film, when that happens... The bullet goes through the boy. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like center gi- mass. Like giant squib. <laughs> yes. And the kid is dead and is just rolling towards this situation. So mm-hmm. when that happens, I think the aliens turn around. Turn, Yeah, he turns around and, and the gu- his gun goes off. Oh, I, it kind of looks like he's... Uh-huh. <laughs> the noise that I made. I, I'm sorry. I apologize to everyone for it. It kind of looks like... He's like, all right, fuck y'all then. Yeah. And starts firing. Yes. Um, but it could be he's just surprised by the noise and turns around and his gun goes off. And also, oh, my God, you shot that child. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that child was our friend. Yeah. But then the entire police force starts unloading their weapons mm-hmm. in the general direction of this family and where a child is rolling. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> so you probably caught a, cu- a couple other bullets. Yeah. Yes. If, the version we see, he's not shot directly. Instead the gunshots that happen hit a gas pump behind it because this entire gas station just goes up in a fireball. Yes. Yeah, just which fucking explodes. just in front of this kid. So you still get the same dead kid flown back onto a wheelchair, but it's because of an explosion. Right. So we're for a couple minutes. It's just like, well, fuck those aliens. They're dead in a big fireball. Yep. Because everyone is like, Oh my God, go get that kid. And then it's wailing and gnashing of teeth about this dead kid, which, mm-hmm. you know, they carry it over. And the McDonald's girl, Courtney, is like, he's okay. He's still breathing. And then, like, guy's like, I'm a doctor. Get out of my way. <laughs> and comes over and just like examine him for a second. He's like, there's nothing we can do. And they're like, what? No, you mean he's dead? And <laughs> that doctor is just like, out of my way. I'm a doctor. Yeah. Oh, no, he did. Yeah. <laughs> and then well, my work here is done. <laughs> and then the FBI guys come in on a helicopter with the mom. Who gets out and is just like, well, they're in a NASA helicopter. Yes, it's a NASA okay. helicopter. So that's what we Weird. keep saying, FBI guys, but it's like, it's just government agents. Yeah. You know, it's like they work. They're the ET guys. Yeah. They work for NASA. Because at the end of this, it's all the NASA dudes standing there like, right. look at the what's happening here. Yeah. I can't believe this boy has been shot by the police. But so like she gets off and they're like, I think everything's OK now, except one kid was injured. And she's like, which kid? And she's like, I don't know he was his name, but he was in a wheelchair. And she's like, oh, my God, and runs over. And, and it's just like, oh, my oh, God, my, my me, boy, my boy, is, <laughs> my boy, me is dead. <laughs> oh, me. Oh, my. Um, there we go. But. <laughs> so it's like everyone is kneeled over the boy and it's just like oh god he's dead this is a very depressing ending and then through the fireball man like there is a silhouette of the aliens and they're just standing in the fire like what <laughs> we're coke powered bitches like <laughs> this fire can't hurt us yeah <laughs> and they just walk out walk over and everyone's like 
all right, we're cool with the aliens now. Like, let's just see where this goes. Yeah, let, let, can't do anything <laughs> yeah. worse. The kid's already dead. Let's see what happens. And so they circle around him, do their little hand vagina noises in the air, whistle a little bit, and then it looks like a cup more than a vagina. But well, it's a yeah, it's <laughs> it's the universal sign, sign for, for vagina, or at least open legs you know, or whatever you know. Yeah, splayed <laughs> splayed things. Right. Yes, the universal sign so for splayed, splayed things. things. <laughs> but. They all kind of circle around dead Eric and dead Eric. Like it's like me, at, the, at this much. point, it's like you know, alien person, alien person, and then they just kind of like have a little hold hands circle while they're you know butt whistling around the dead boy, <laughs> <laughs> and then one of, like the dad alien like reaches up and like captures light out of the air. Like, did he grab his soul? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Before it got away. Put it back in <laughs> because, well, they start I, levitating this child. They, they do. But I mean, like first it's, 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 it's light ball yep. into child into, yes. he, you know, light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yep. And he floats for a few seconds and then comes back down. And it's a good while. Where it's like, <laughs> Well, that was all we had. <laughs> like, we could only levitate dead kids. That's all we could do. We, yes. that's, we can't actually bring it back yeah. to life. That's like, crazy. Have you seen our planet? We have no fucking civilization. We just right. levitate we our dead. We subsist on Coke Classic for God's sake. We just levitate our dead for a few seconds and that's move, our go about our day. Yeah. It's like that. We're just doing but our eventually, yes, he's like, <laughs> okay, I'm okay now. And everyone's like, yay, he's alive. Yeah. And everyone just kind of looks around like, what well, the fuck do we do with these aliens now? And they come up with the best idea ever. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> the most logical explanation <laughs> as to what you would do with these aliens. Yeah. Which is... It cuts to, like, uh, some time later. We see the two panicky FBI government dudes, like, we're going to be late. And they're just running through buildings and they're upside running into walks. the LA courthouse. And, yes. Yeah. And they, they run in and they throw open the doors and it's... Uh, you know, uh, uh, they're, nationalization they're ceremony. They're taking the oath of allegiance. Uh, Is that what they call it? Yes. Uh, yeah. Naturalization. Naturalization. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just a room full of people taking that, and you're like, oh god, what are they doing? So I kind of like how this is shot because the camera comes down the aisle to the dude giving the oath for them to repeat, Please and then turns judge. around, and so. It turns around and you see one side of the room, which is all people, and then the camera keeps turning and you see the other side of the room, which is mostly all people, until you see that the aliens are standing in the front row. The first thing you see is the (laughs) seven-foot father alien in a bright blue fucking suit, They have just (laughs) put these four aliens in fucking leave-it-to-beaver clothes, and they are fucking taking the oath of allegiance, (laughs) to which... They are now citizens of the United States. Now, dad's wearing a bright blue suit. Yep. Mom's wearing like a flowery dress with like a... Like an I love Lucy. Yeah. yeah but with like, a little pillbox hat. Yeah, she's got a little pillbox hat, but then like she Earrings. has she has bows on her little like uh, head dimples. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like she she had four. Everyone else had just had like two weird yeah. little like testicle bumps on the on their upper forehead. She yeah. had four for whatever reason. Yeah. The little girl's like in a dress and then Max in an actual McKid's like jumper yep. like one more mcdonald's like thing i'm pretty sure i had that mckid shirt yeah yeah okay I'm pretty yeah, sure they gave I them out to everybody but <laughs> yeah they're citizens now and the movie ends with um oh yeah because we're not done with ridiculous scenes with these fucking aliens no. no no we start on a very tight shot of a cadillac emblem like a classic it's a 50s cadillac it is a pink cadillac pink hood ornament right Yep. Well, it's the, it's the tail. It's I think it's there. There. It's from the back of the car because I think it goes forward and then like flips around in mid Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's from the from the ass end of the car, 
and all you see is bubblegum pink and and the Cadillac emblem, mm-hmm. and it slowly kind of pans up and zooms out, and we see that all f- five, four of these aliens, the four aliens, four of these aliens, plus Eric and Debbie, plus yeah. Eric and Debbie are sitting in this fucking bubblegum pink Cadillac, ragtop, top down. Papa Aliens kind of got his arm on the side of the, you know, hanging out the where the window would be. Uh-huh. And they're just cruising through Southern California like fucking nothing is weird. Getting on the highway. Yeah, gets on the highway and... Well, also, Mac Mac blows a bubble, which never yes. has come up that like they like anything but Coke. I think they offered him a Skittle they at did, one point. They shove a Skittle in its butthole mouth at one point. <laughs> yeah. I think that's actually a trick. <laughs> I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I think the kids do that. Winona Ryder can do it. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so, like, it's never been established that they like anything but maybe a Skittle and plenty of Coke, but he's now blowing a bubble. (laughs) A butthole bubble. And as as it happened, I was like, oh, he's prolapsed. (laughs) Taking some prolapse in that hot car. It was never established that Max Max likes bubblegum, but I think the only reason that shot exists... Is because as the car is like driving through, about to enter a tunnel, I think, it's, or an it's overpass, just getting out on the highway, an underpass, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it, it like disappears under some sort of overpass, and like a bubblegum bubble comes up out where like where the tailpipe like of the car a, is, like a speech bubble, and it says the, "We'll be back" or "They'll be back" or yeah. something like that. It's like, no, you won't. <laughs> yeah, but that was like the only reason to have the shot of Mac blowing a bubble because like it was never established that. A butthole bubble, but yeah, butthole bubble. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, that's that's the movie. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's Mac and Me. It's a fucking thing, man. It sure is. It's a motion picture. Yeah. Oh wow, that is something that was in theaters. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. Uh huh. Okay, it's weird because, like, in doing some research on this movie, there is a certain age group where this movie is their E.T. Like, because there was a there was a time frame when E.T. wasn't in theaters and wasn't on video. Six years? What year was E.T.? 82. 82, okay. But, but there was not mass market VHS really mm-hmm. at that point yet, and the E.T. videotape didn't come out until a little while later. Well, E.T. was the first, like, sold... I believe it was the first tape ever sold at, like, a normal I price. I think it was, like, 20 bucks. Yeah, I think it was where it's like, the, like, 80 or 100 yeah, or but I don't think it was out yet. And so this for a sh- uh, probably a very limited subset of the youth of this specific time this is kind of a beloved thing and it's weird it's strange but that's a true thing well so i was 6 when this came out okay. this you- should have been yeah like i was at the right age for this but i'd never heard of this movie okay. like i mean i've i've heard of it obviously in the last like you know 5 or 10 years but had never heard of this movie growing up I remember always seeing the... And I liked McDonald's, I, for I, sure. I'm 99% sure I've never seen this movie because I think it would have left some scars. Mm-hmm. But, like, I remember seeing this sitting next to, like, Flight of the Navigator and everything. And just, I think I, like, I would pick it up and be like, no, this looks fucking stupid. Even yeah, that, that young dumbass age. alien. Yeah, yeah, I just, like, I liked Flight of the Navigator. I liked all these, like, E.T. batteries not included. I liked all mm-hmm. these things that were, like, not E.T., but I remember sitting, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing this sitting in that same section in the video store just being like, no, not today. Yeah. It's never I, Mac and Me time. I think I was old enough to go, this looks cheap. This is yeah. going to be dumb. And I just, however, later, like when I was in high school and working in a video store, it was out all the time. Like this rent, we had one copy and it was out all the time. Mm. And I still never even bothered to watch it then. This, aside from that one scene, 
that I'd seen, you know, on Conan O'Brien yeah. for the last 20 years. I'd never seen another frame of this. So, and that scene has enjoyed some resurgence in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Like Twitter has been all a Twitter about it. Mm-hmm. Probably because of this Blu-ray release. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was a mini celebration when this came out. It was just like, oh, it's Mac and me time. Hell yeah. We're so, catching that zeitgeist wave. That's, that's what we're shooting for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so why don't we wait it? Okay. I'll go. Okay. Okay. This is going to make no sense. <laughs> I'm stating that right up front. Okay. I'm giving this movie three jocks. Okay. This All movie right. is... That's not what I was afraid you were going to say. A fucking strange-ass thing. Like, I... It has to be seen. Like, it is not a good movie. No. And... But it is, like... It is a beautiful train wreck. Like, it, and not in, like, a... Not in the kind of ways that, like, I think a lot of people like these bad movies. Like, this is not... This is not particularly poorly made. I mean, like some of the some of the special effects are obviously dated. There's that terrible blue screen shot or superimposed, whatever. There are some dumb things in it, but like by and large, this is not a completely ineptly made movie. You know, it's they're trying. They're trying. I like, mean, th- there are animatronics here that are janky, but also still better than other animatronics I've seen. Yeah, but I cannot recommend watching this movie enough, especially if you've never seen it. And I hope somehow you didn't get to this point uh, uh, and listen to us talk about all this because I would I would recommend seeing this with knowing as a little I don't know why I'm talking right now. This is not you. If you're at this point, you wouldn't suddenly jump to this point in the podcast and go like, I will un- unhear all of this and suddenly go and watch this movie fresh. But seeing this in an unspoiled, not knowing anything except for maybe the Paul Rudd scene thing, I had no idea what to expect. And this thing is wacky and crazy in all the kind of ways that I like a bad movie to be. Yeah. Um, the McDonald's dance party, the fact, like, how much weirder, it, like, it was already weird with little little tiny baby scrot alien running around, but then when, like, the whole family joins in, just how much more just surreal this thing gets. It's And the product placement is hilarious. I mean, just everything <laughs> is turned, label, label, side out, yep. yeah. you know, Skittles everywhere, <laughs> All the Chicago things ever. I didn't the see United Van Lines, McDonald's. Like, was there a section for promotional consideration in the credits? No, no. like there would have been a thousand pages. There's long. even a point where like they're eating carnation ice cream and it's like perfectly turned, so you yeah. can yeah. see the label. And it's because we were like carnation ice cream. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I you're gonna love it in an instant. I don't know. I could almost go higher, but I just at at the end of the day, this is a bad movie. This is a really oh, for sure. this is a really bad movie. But it's like it is something you have to see. Yep. This is exactly what you get when you let a bunch of companies pay you to make a movie. Um, yeah, you know what it is. It's like it's like that Sneak King game mm-hmm. for the 360 and the other two, whatever they were, big bumping, big bumping, big bumping, and something yeah. else. Uh, but it's like th- yeah. that version of a movie. Like you've got McDonald's crammed in there for no reason. I mean, it's not necessarily yeah. based around It's like McDonald's. Cool Spot, the video game way back when. Yeah. Or Chester the Cheetah had a game, you know, like... Yeah, or Avoid the Noid. Mm-hmm. Like, it's passable as a piece of entertainment. Um, it's not... It's it's definitely not like the Yaris Xbox Live arcade game from... Mm. No, that's yeah, Which trash. is the worst video game <laughs> ever made uh, by Toyota. But... Um, <laughs> It's it's just a passable piece of entertainment that is very strange in some very entertaining ways, but it's about what you'd expect. 
Um, I can't. I don't know if I can go three jocks. Like I don't know if it deserves three jocks, but I can definitely give it two because you should see it. It is absolutely interesting enough to see. I don't really like it, but it's interesting enough to see and to see this whole sort of thing cobbled together. Um, I'd go watch that McDonald's dance party again right now. I, yeah, me too. <laughs> that would be one of those that should be played on, like, that section should be played on repeat in... McDonald's. No, not McDonald's. <laughs> like, in one of those 80s retro night parties at a club somewhere. You yeah. would expect to see that there, for yeah. sure. Because um, it is so, so very much 80s, right? All, all of... The 80s is encompassed in that. It's a nice little and honestly, time capsule. If anyone, like, that's probably how people spotted the Jennifer Anderson and Nikki Cox is like just going back and rewatching that scene. Like, because I mean, the, we've seen it one time now and it was just overwhelming. It but, was like, oh, there's so much, you know, but like, if I watched it again, I'd be like, oh, now I see that. I didn't notice that person doing that weird thing in the background before. And you, oh, hey, look, you it's that don't person. know where to look. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like I said, it's, it's all over the place. But. Yeah. Um, Man, I thought I was going to be alone on this island. I, I, Harlow, I agree with you. I got to give it three jocks. It, yes, it is a bad film. It is. One thing that I read was that the dude wrote the script like as they were in pre production, mm-hmm. which is not a good way to make a film. But hey, they made a film. And, you know, we didn't mention this guy is a Vampcast. The director yep. is a Vampcast alum. He directed the Ice Pirates and uh tammy and the t-rex yeah that's right tammy and the t-rex but he's also made good shit like he made the philadelphia experiment yeah yeah so it's like it's the dude's filmography's all over the place yeah he and wrote passenger 57 uh-huh <laughs> so who knows <laughs> okay the man works that's that's two passenger 57 references like within a week yeah that's yeah. really weird i know but anyway um but i was you know i just the overall general tone of this movie gets a jocks because it's just like yeah you got to see this it's weird and then the McDonald's scene gets a jocks and then them just fucking dressing them up in 50s attire and giving them a car and saying, enjoy America, aliens. And that's the ending of the movie. While fine is fucking nuts. <laughs> I also like that. Like, I mean, just every bit about this is like, obviously, for somebody who doesn't know how anything works. Yeah. Like people wait, <laughs> especially McDonald's. People wait 10, birthday 15, 20 years to become a citizen. They're like, well, hey, you don't speak or do anything but drink Cokes. Well, well, <laughs> when you are a reality star, mm-hmm. sometimes you can get citizenship for your parents, um, true, for your in-laws or something. Yeah, uh, within like weeks, and you know these guys were on TV, mm-hmm. and there was probably like a protest at Berkeley, and they're like, <laughs> "Give the alien citizenship." They also, deserve. It's California, right? So uh, okay. You can fast track a lot the of shit that, in California. Like, I mean, first off, like I think that the California straw ban is based solely on these aliens oh, because yeah, be based they on were, this movie because, because the right. kid is just flinging straws everywhere. Yeah, yeah, when he's setting the trap, like there was a point where he's like, "Well, I have I have six more solo cups and a handful of straws. Fuck it, I'm done with those." <laughs> he just yeah. throws them on the floor cavalierly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like I, 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 we usually talk about who made the movie, like. Now thinking about the fact that this is made by the guy that made Ice Pirates, that makes it make so much more sense in a strange sort of way. Yeah. Like, I think I'm kind of a... Was I alone in the only one that likes the Ice Pirates? No, I was the only one who didn't like the Ice Pirates. Oh, All okay. of you gave it jocks. Okay, so yeah. I, I love Ice Pirates. It's okay. so stupid. Yeah. It's great. I, I like where that movie goes. I think the weird time warpy stuff at the end is pretty good, but the rest of it is is kind of irritating. But mm. 
it it is of that same kind of manic, just like man, just throw whatever at the wall yeah. and see what sticks. I just they had more money with ice pirates. Than yeah, they had but like I, imagine all of that. I mean, not that I'm not saying I didn't see ice pirates a bunch as a kid, which I probably shouldn't, considering how much is about space herpes and and <laughs> you know um, castration and stuff. Herpes. It's like yeah, there's a lot of weird shit that was not a, at all age appropriate. But imagine that mind making a kids movie sponsored by McDonald's. I present to you Mac and me. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Featuring butthole mouth. <laughs> yeah. I, I would really like to talk to the the mask makers and just be like, so what was what were you thinking? Like, what was the direction on this? Just like, well, they only use straws. So, yeah, that was weird. They only use straws. Like, obviously, until the you've... evolution on their planet was that the mouths would just, you know, evolve to straw just straw, straw face yeah. and that's it. So hmm. plus sure. they whistled to communicate. Yeah. The old whistling butthole. Just another straw man. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, holy shit, Mac and me. Yeah. Well, let's take a break, and we'll come back and talk about the entire filmography of Paul Rudd. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, we already did that. Oh. All right, we'll be back. All right, and welcome back. Hey, hey podcast of things. <laughs> yes, on the Internet of Things. Oh, cool. Um, so we don't we we have not really watched many movies. Yeah, and it's even been like two weeks. Yeah, I I was trying to look back at like what I've watched, and I think I've only watched one net new movie, and then I've kind of binged some Netflix, which I think is I'll I'll get the movie thing out of the way, and then okay. we'll talk about some Netflix stuff. Sounds good. Um, I just kind of on a whim. Remember, this was a thing. and was like, I guess I'll watch that because it's available. And I watched Super Troopers 2. Oh, all right. Okay. That's a thing. So did you watch Super Troopers 1 in preparation for it? No, no? I've, okay. I've seen it enough times. And I look, I mean, I know Super Troopers is one of those polarizing kind of comedy things that was a big deal to like the wrong circles of people kind mm-hmm. of thing. If that makes any sense. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that movie's kind kind of been maligned only because of the people that embraced it so hard if that makes any sense like it was kind of a frat boy you know like oh dude you gotta see super troopers kind of thing you know like just so i i feel like it's funnier than its reputation so like sort of like if you go back and you divorce culture from austin powers it's like you yeah. can watch you can enjoy an austin powers movie if culture hadn't ruined it oh i got you know you. I like i feel say, like yeah. you know what i'm saying like it's super troopers is kind of like that and if you find don't find it funny look comedy subjective uh I, I enjoyed it enough that I wanted I wanted to watch the sequel because why not? Um, first off, I will say, out of all of the wow, we waited really too long to make a sequel type of thing, Zoolander, uh, Anchorman, <laughs> like all of these things where it's like, wow, you're making a sequel to that this late after. I think it's probably one of the better ones. Okay, um, huh. that's honestly surprising. Yeah, I. I had super low expectations, so it could only go up kind of deal. Um, just because, like, you know, all these latecomer comedy sequels is like, oh, really? Like, I, hmm. Um, but it's it it doesn't retread jokes too often. It's more like a passing, like, hey, remember that occasionally? Mm-hmm. Just because, like, this was, like, one of the more popular jokes. Like, we're going to have to, people are, the dumb people are going to expect us to just do the same joke again mm-hmm. kind of thing, like yeah. a hangover theory. Um, so... <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. There's like a couple of things where it's like, oh, yeah, I remember when he did that. Yeah, that was kind of funny. But move on. Um, some of the cameos are, are cameos or people that I didn't know were in this movie were kind of pleasant surprises. Um, I, I don't necessarily want to say who just because, um, like I said, it, I didn't know. And it was mildly surprising and fun. Um, one in particular. Uh, well, just just keep it on the deal. Yeah. All right. Let people experience yeah. it for themselves. So. Let people have their own delight. Moment. And I and I feel like it it didn't re it didn't retread the same plot at all. Like this time, the plot is a convoluted thing. And I'll just sum it up quickly. There's still Vermont police in the very northern part of Vermont, right on the border. And then some weird thing they discover some ancient like site markers where they had the border wrong. And so like they're going to take a chunk of Canada and turn it into the United States. And they are being called in to be the the interim troopers in this place that's formerly Canada, part of Quebec, and it's about to be Vermont. And of course, all the Canadians are like, oh, hell no, Ozer, get out of here. You know, like they're all like very okay. resistant to this. So it's like it blends, you know, dumb Canadian humor with. So they're making super- Canada or making America greater again. Yeah. By a so few square that's miles. Pretty much what the plot of the movie is. And then, you know, obviously stupid things happen. Um, okay. Like I said, if you like super troopers, it's actually worth checking out. I think um, I'm not saying it's the greatest comedy. I'll, probably forget a lot of it in six months but it for all of these uh johnny come lately way too long in the two sequels i think it was one of the better ones because zoolander 2 pretty bad anchorman 2 has some moments like one third as funny as the original anchorman if that right you know so uh, yeah it's if you like super troopers watch it if not you know you're not gonna like it's this is gonna change your mind or something for some very strange reason so yeah all right well that's a a lot better review of Super Troopers 2 than I've heard from a lot of other people. Yeah. Most everyone I've heard talk about it just goes shrug. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like I said, I I did not feel like my time was wasted. I didn't gives did, it two shrugs up. Yeah. I didn't like, you know, sometimes like a movie like that I'll just tune out and like, oh, well, that's happening and look at something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I actually paid attention. So, what have <laughs> you been binging on Netflix? Well, I'll let you go cuz I oh, okay. I mean, you know, I want to break up me talking. So, self, what have I been binging on Netflix? <laughs> hey, me. Yeah. Um, I have been... So, I happened to catch uh, Mark Marin at the comedy store when I was in L.A. And um, a friend of mine's like, ah, you got you to gotta listen to his podcast. I'm like, I don't have room in my life for 700 episodes of a podcast. Uh, WTF, man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And... So, I, I was browsing Netflix. I was like, oh, Marin had a show on IFC or something. I guess I'll I'll start watching that. And um, I rapidly consumed all four or five or however many there are seasons of uh, Marin, which is an IFC show that's... I don't think it got picked up by Netflix, but all the seasons seem to be on Netflix. They've, they've got one of those deals, kind of like the Arrow shows, like the second they finish the season, it pretty much pops up on Netflix. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a pretty good show. It's uh, fictionalized... Mark Maron's life. Yeah, and it's basically like him making his podcast and inviting people over and all of the wacky shit that happens there. I've watched pretty much all of it, too. So. Yeah, it's it's just like the shenanigans in his life intercut with some interviews, and some of them happen to line up with actual interviews that he's done. Um, everybody from L.A. comedy, for the most part, is on the show at some point. Um, there are some pretty good star cameos. Uh, it's it, and it's actually really good. It's really funny. Um, if you 
if you like Mark Maron, it's really funny. Um, there are some kind of tough, intense, dramatic moments, uh, but it's it's a really good show. Like I've I've really enjoyed it, and I it ended up I couldn't quite get my Mark Maron fix, so I watched one of his comedy specials on Netflix, and then started listening to his podcast anyway. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Backdoor gin there. Yep. yep. I've I've watched I haven't watched the the most recent season that popped up, but I kind of did the same thing when I discovered it. I was like, oh yeah, he's he's funny from time to time, and you know, I just ended up liking the show way better than I think. I I think the problem is I've caught some of his comedy like right off of when he was getting clean, and so yeah. like a lot of it was like this not so much uh, comedy as like the self catharsis thing, and that while I appreciate you being in a position to do that. It's not really funny or fun for an audience unless you've gone through the same thing. And yeah. I, so I think like, you know, now he's, he's, I've seen newer things like, okay, that's funnier again. But there was a weird time when, cause you know, he was a popular like eighties, nineties com- comedian, you know, yeah. stand up for a while there. Mm-hmm. And then he w- well, he was also hooked on drugs, but he got right. real bad. Yeah. And then, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. his cleanup phase was just a lot of like these, like, is this a comedy special or just like a one man show of like, man, don't do shit that like I did. Yeah, it's like that's, yeah. that's not funny sometimes. Yeah. yeah, well, that and that's some of his like comedy as well is just mm-hmm. you know just talking about his inner demons and he does he seems to do that right. uh, a fair amount um, and not really shy away from his raw emotions and that's one of the things that I think I really like about Marin and also aside from the like drug addiction I kind of identify way too much sometimes with. Uh, with what's going on in his life and in, and in his head, um, which is in some ways really scary to me, but in other ways it's comforting. Like, okay, there's another human being on the planet that is experiencing uh, these emotions the way I am. Yeah, I mean, so, it's it's curb your th- curb your enthusiasm esque. It's just like here's a guy who doesn't really want to be in any social situations, who gets thrust into them constantly. You know, it's that. But yeah, you know, it, it, I mean, it's not saying it's similar style of comedy. It's just that. That's the basic premise of it. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is that um, the fictional Mark Marin character, pretty much every time he's presented with an opportunity to grow, just smashes that opportunity right in the face and throws it out the door. Um, so th- that's kind of painful. And most of the time when he's presented the option of like, make the smart choice, make the right choice. He chooses whichever one the selfish narcissism mm-hmm. uh, and self-destructive streak uh, kind of insists on instead of, you know, trying to make progress as a human being. But uh, other than that, I really, <laughs> I really like the show. And it, oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's really funny. It's it's one of those comedies in the vein of like Always Sunny where it's like you're going to watch people doing terrible behavior for your comedy amusement. Yes. You know, yes. so... If we had this discussion a while, Mackie was like, "I'm over that." I'm like, "That's a lot of comedy now." You're basically saying, "I don't, I don't want to watch comedies anymore." You know? Well, yeah, almost. I mean, I, situation comedies for a while there started taking out the situation, you know, and like that's supposed to be the whole thing is like compounding lies. You know, there are there are like eight comedy situation comedy scripts that you recycle and do in different ways, and you know, yeah. And he was just like, "I'm done with people being shitty." I'm like, "That's usually comedy, though." <laughs> like, yeah. But I well, know. I mean it. He's not here you, to speak to us. So. Of course, of <laughs> yeah. course. So we're going to talk shit yeah. about him. Um, there are some that, that continuously take it too far and some sure. that just aren't good at it. Yeah. And I, I think there's just a glut of, of 
not good at it or extraordinarily cringy. Like, um, curb your enthusiasm. I really can't get into. I, f- I find that it's too, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but like always sunny and arrested development. I find like incredibly hilarious and I can't get enough of them. Right. So it's, you know, yeah. six, one half dozen of the other when it's, I guess when it's done in a way that hits my funny bone or done well, what I would think is well, um, then it's good yeah. to me. So speaking of Kirby enthusiasm, sort of. Sure. Um, speaking <laughs> it's of closest segue I can television. possibly come to. Um, so, I don't even remember what precipitated me deciding I was going to watch this. Uh, and I will give a small disclaimer that for a while, this show is kind of like a cavalcade of, Ooh, but I, <laughs> a cavalcade of, Ooh, I decided to watch, or I basically binge watched all of Jerry Seinfeld's comedians in cars getting coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, yes. And I have also seen many episodes of that. No, like, not, ah, Ooh. Yeah. No, I just, I mean, cause like right from the get go, it's I I had to I had to keep continually going back and looking when this was first started because I, yep. I was and it was like wow like it's like first it was like hey here we're going to talk about like Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. and there's like and then there's Aziz Ansari and I'm like ah what <laughs> like <laughs> like it's just it's. It's, yeah, what was it like 2013 or 2014 it started? Yeah, it's Something it's like it's that? actually been going for a while. It just I think it was like a undercurrent show on Netflix for a while and then like I don't know if they were promoting it and I was like, "Oh yeah." Um or it something. It showed up in my in like in my feed and I think there are new episodes lately. Yeah. So I was like, "Well, I I like car shows. Like, I mean, it's very very basically a car show. Like They barely they, talk about they, it. They're like Here's the car. Yeah, I will tell you about a minute worth of the history of this car. It was made in 1967. Yeah. Now we're getting into it. Right. And it's usually, the usually the car is either picked by the person he's going to have on. Like, they're like, hey, what's your favorite car? And you go by that. Or it's just like, if they're like, I don't know. And he just kind of tries to base it on their personality. Yeah. Yeah. So like every car is, he's trying to tailor it to the person, the guest he's going to have Kristen on. Weeks was really good. Yeah. She had like an old Volvo or something. Um, wasn't it? Oh, no, wait, no. no. No, uh, and Kristen Wiggs was an old Volvo. Kristen Wiggs was an uh, old Volvo. Who had the the giant station wagon? Oh, was that uh, was that Kate McKinnon? Does she have the giant station wagon? I can't remember now. I got to look it up. Yeah, I think Kate McKinnon was in some tiny little car with him, like a old mini or some some tiny ass little car. I don't remember. But anyway, Sarah Jessica Parker's. Okay, yeah, yeah, but it's like. It's again. It's not always completely comedians. Like he has Obama in one episode. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of weird deal with Netflix Obama was shaping towards. Because I guess he's getting some Netflix show, but yeah. it's like he popped up on Jerry's show and David Letterman's show. I mean, Correct. he's the first ep- guest on. You know, my next guest is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's just a good guest, and yeah. like it's the fucking president. Well, yeah, I mean, so. I, I'm pretty sure he was on Comedians in Cars while he was still the president because, like, yeah. they're at the White House and stuff. Yeah. He um, was on, I think he was on Marin when... when he showed he was, up on Marin? Uh, not, not the he TV the show. Podcast. He was on WTF. Oh, okay. Because yeah. okay. um, I remember back. seeing footage of him in that shitty shack that yeah, Marin the, records in. <laughs> in his garage yeah. in Highland Park. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I've said before, I, I enjoy comedy, obviously. I You know, I watch a lot of stand-up specials, but... I think I enjoy people talking about comedy more than I should. Like, um, 
it can be really fascinating. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's strange. I mean, because obviously, th- as you watch some of the guests and the people that they talk about, there are a lot of flawed comedians pe- as people. I mean, oh yeah, they're yeah. all flawed. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I mean, well, flawed. Like you know, some of them are broken people emotionally or whatever. But I mean, like some are outright sex criminals, you know, and things like that. It's yes. like you know, so it's like it's it's strange because like you're, it feels like you're watching this reality show like oh i shouldn't be watching this aspect of it too but i find it i find it fascinating only like diving into their minds sort of and it's nowhere near as deep or anything but i i really enjoy the shit out i think it was a showtime series for a little while like i think it was paul bravenza ran uh green room was a show i think on showtime where he where he would have like three or four comedians kind of sit in like a little round table and talk about shit and some of it like some guests were like oh i'm gonna try to one-up you with jokes and some people are just like i'm gonna tell you my process and all this stuff and and this one's kind of like that where like some people are just like ah we're gonna riff and do bits and then sometimes it's like no i'm gonna talk about like what i do how i write you know blah 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 you know so it's comedians and cars and getting coffee is what i'm getting at is like it's a it's an up and down experience because like some guests are fascinating and interesting and other times it's like wow this is awkward as fuck you know <laughs> yeah i haven't gotten to the louis ck episode yet uh, yeah. yeah yeah i might just skip that one um just so it doesn't i don't know i'm i'm conflicted because i kind of want to see it because i think he's funny and i'm interested to see yeah from a from a perspective before we knew that he was a, a i i hate that, that unrepentant ep- sex crime i hate that that episode is so good yeah because like they go out on his boat and do this whole boat thing. It's like they're barely in the car. Hmm. And then he tells this whole story about running around with the boat. And it's it's actually a really good episode. But it's like the whole time I was like, fuck, why? I hate that this is so good. Just like, I mean, unfortunately, th- th- thankfully, the Aziz and Sorry one was not good. Like, they did not have good chemistry. And it's like, okay, I watched them all. I wasn't, I wasn't going to skip any. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to watch them. I, my biggest problem with comedians and cars getting coffee, um, my biggest two or three problems. The reason I, I haven't picked it back up in a, in a few weeks. Um, for one, Jerry Seinfeld is not a good interviewer. He is not good at leading a conversation. Mm-hmm. He's funny. Mm-hmm. Generally, he's way quicker than I ever thought he was. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, that's, that's the thing is I always thought like his act was very preplanned. It is. But watch, well, sure it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he does meticulously work on his act, but it's like watching him on the show. I was like, I had no idea he was this fast. He's, I mean, I guess you don't like, you don't make it that far without being actually funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, for one, I don't think he's a good interviewer. Um, I think he, I think the conversations are way too cut up. Sure. Um, yeah. Cause he does mention like some of them, it's like, we'll film for five hours and use 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're really cut up and it feels like you jump topics too fast and he doesn't ask good questions and and that's fine cuz he does have really interesting guests but also Jerry Seinfeld is 100% like an old white dude oh yeah and um an old rich white dude at this point sure. and oh yeah he does like do some flash the money things fairly often in that show not necessarily like the flash your well, money things just like he is completely out of touch with society now oh yeah absolutely but which I mean, is really weird because i'm used to at this point i'm used to watch paying attention to people who are not even necessarily younger but socially aware and 
um, conscious of how today's society works. Sure. You know, and, and it's so strange to me to see somebody like, like my dad, like he's, he's not quite like my dad, but he's my dad's age. He's got a similar, like old person conservatism to him. And, um, it's, it's awkward. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it can be, but like, I mean, thankfully, even though, like I said, it, it, the, the show could be considered a cavalcade of problematic because you've got Aziz Ansari, you've got Louis C.K., he has Michael Richards on at one point, talks about that whole thing. Which That was a really good episode. That's actually I a really think. good episode yeah. because it's like, I mean, I of all the people that have like done whatever shitty things, I feel like that fucking destroyed his life. Like, I feel like that was a moment of whatever you want to call it. I'm not going to say weakness or just poor, extremely poor judgment, but I feel like that eats at his fucking soul, and you could see it in his eyes. You, he, like, he is, comp- like, the most repentant person I think I've ever seen. You can tell he knows he fucked up. Oh, yeah. He knows how bad he fucked up. He knows that he's never going to recover from it. Mm-hmm. And he also knows that he has no idea how to even begin to make amends for right. it. Yeah, and I don't think he even cares I, to try. I think that's well, the thing. Is like, I think he... Well, would like to. He just has no idea what sure. to do. I mean, like I said, I'm not defending him or whatever. I was just like, it was a fascinating only thing because it was like, I've never seen someone who was a pariah like that. Just like, like just looking in his eyes, it was like it is fucking eating his soul away. Yeah, and it was like, I mean, you can be, I mean, you can literally do the Christian thing and turn the other cheek, or you can be like, good, fuck that guy, you know. So it's like, I don't know. It's like I don't know what the right call is, but it's like it just it's fascinating, kind of watching me. They're like, ah, yeah, that's. That's not... He knows. Well, I mean, they're yeah. giving Hulk Hogan a second chance. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh-huh. It, what, whatever. I mean, so... It, it, I think I think it's a fascinating show. I mean, here's the thing about it is I, I get what you're saying about the out-of-touchness, but I... There's a certain... There's a certain interestingness to it because he, he has this classic almost like Johnny Carson thing going on. And and I'm, Carson was a thousand times better interview. I'm saying, like, there is something classic and iconic about Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, it's funny how many oh, yeah, okay, it's it's yeah. funny how many times he'll be out in public with somebody who's really famous and everyone's like, Jerry and it's like they don't notice the person he's with. Right. They don't notice that they're that he's with Jim Carrey. Right. Or, you know. Yeah. I mean I think well I think Jim Carrey I think they notice. But I mean it's yeah. like yeah, but it's it's funny because it's like, wow, like he's far more recognizable than I would think he would be. I mean obviously the show was on for nine years and everyone's seen it at least once you know so mm-hmm. but it, it's it's fascinating to me because yeah i mean i look at it as like i don't think you know johnny carson back in the day couldn't have walked around on the on the street and not been like johnny hey here's johnny you know like just there's a certain <laughs> hey! point where like you're just like fuck i'm never going out of the house so there's something kind of fascinating about just walking and watching him walk around mere mortals if that makes sense yeah you know like just taking it and not having it be a stuffy studio thing like you could have very easily done mm-hmm. that it's kind of fascinating to like see even though it's cut up and edited and blah, 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 that like, I'm just going to go out and whatever shit happens, happens. And yeah, people are going to yell my name at me because that's what people do on the street do. Jerry, you know, so I, I don't know. I just found it a fascinating series, even though it's problematic as fuck throughout because the people he has on it. Yep. And to some extent, him himself. Is he? Does he have a... I, I mean, he doesn't have a past. It's oh, just I was like, some I... of his old man, like rich old white man opinions are, are verging on 
problematic is my feeling are they i mean yeah i guess i mean so yeah, yeah there was there was a couple things he said but i mean because he's stuck in a 90s mindset and yes. the world is moving on yeah there, there, there was a cosby not. conversation where it was like oh, yeah yeah but i mean the ones with him and alec baldwin fucking gold like, yes that was a really good episode there's two um, there's two okay, there a couple people come back so okay all right so the one i've seen was yeah. really really good um i also there's a there's a specific thing that i like about him when because they almost always go to a restaurant you know and sit down and have you know something to eat or a coffee he always will chide the shit out of somebody uh about leaving a tip he's like mm-hmm. well, what kind of tip do you, did you leave <laughs> did you leave a good tip did you leave a hollywood tip did you leave a i'm a famous actor tip or did you leave just a regular good tip? I don't know which kind of tip you left. <laughs> he, he has he has one conversation. I don't remember. It might have been with Alec Baldwin. That's, but, that's the world's best yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. But sure. there was one where it was like, I like to tip well. I like to t- tip Hollywood well. And he's like, but then there's a point you can't tip too well because they'll just be like, oh, fucking Mr. Moneybags throwing money around. <laughs> right. He's like, there's a fine line. He's like, I can't, you know, I want to leave more because I can. He's like, but, mm-hmm. you know, if I leave $100 on a $10 tab, they're going to be like, what the fuck? You know, like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. look at this fucking yeah, asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, so he's like, there's a fine line. It's like, you know, if I pay $10, I'm tipping $10, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, he can afford it. What were they making per episode? Uh, Seinfeld? Oh, like the last couple of seasons, wasn't it? At least a million an episode. Yeah. I mean, more than that. And then they all got syndication rights, oh, which sure, was yeah. just... Oh, yeah, I mean, he has a whole... I mean, I think several of the cars that appear on that show are his own personal yeah. ones. He has oh, a, yeah, a fleet of cars. That um, Sarah Jessica Parker, that uh, like 78 LTD wagon, mm-hmm. she had bought that car because she wanted that car. I think that's hilarious <laughs> that she bought this like, giant, ridiculous station wagon. And she lives in New York. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was it's a fascinating watch through, through and through for me. I agree. I agree. Finally, we agree on something. <laughs> One thing in nine years. Hmm. That's not true. We've agreed on many things. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that um, that Green Room show I was talking about, <laughs> you go back in time, you're going to find some comedians on there who now have problems. Like, yeah. there is oh, one yeah. where just Roseanne's just all through it. I was like, ugh. Like, you know, even before the recent shit, I've never liked her. You know, mm-hmm. like it was just like when she shows up, it's just like, ugh, that's toxic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> throw this shit out. It's spoiled. The show Roseanne, like the, it, it the, existed for everything besides her. It worked despite okay, her. Yeah. Despite her, uh, yeah. that show was really funny. Mm-hmm. It was a really good show. It was at the time, and yeah. she's a garbage person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I didn't watch the shit out of that back when it was first on, but now I don't think I could because, like I said, I watched, went back and watched one of those old Green Room episodes where she just monopolized the fucking conversation. It was like, nope, don't don't need to watch this one. And that that, that show can't be that old because one of them had Bo Burnham on it, and he's not very old. He's not very old, but he's been doing comedy. Yeah, for, well, I mean, I mean I, yeah, I think he was like yeah. seventeen, eighteen when he was on it. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying that that can't be more than ten years ago. I don't even think he's that old. So, but it, that was a good show. If you can dig that up somewhere, dig it, up. it might be on their. I think it was a Showtime show, it so it might be on their, um, all you know, access thing. That would make sense. Showtime now go. Uh, showtime, showtime anytime. Anytime is the name of their app. All right. It ran from 2010 to 2011. Okay. So. Hmm. Okay. That there are some fascinating episodes in that. Like I said, some of them are just like, "Hey, who can tell tell a funnier jokes?" Pew pew, and it's like, "No, stop that! I, I can watch you. <laughs> I can watch you do a routine anywhere. I want to hear you talk about stuff." 
Hey, no, stop that. <laughs> Welcome to Hey, No, Stop That with your uh, host, Harlow. I'm your announcer, BJ, and hey, no, stop that. Ding, yeah. ding. Speaking of, let's stop this podcast. Why don't you tell people how to get in contact with us? I will. Contact with us. Contact with us. Contact. Contact. I should have sent a poet. Contact. BMFcast.com is a website. You can go there and look at all the buttons on the right-hand side. They will lead you to all of our socials and stuff. If you want to email us directly, bmf at bmfcast.com. Or if you want to give us a call, leave us a voicemail, 9105-DOCS-BMF or 910-556-9263. Also, don't forget about patreon.com slash bmfcast, where you can, for the low, low price of a dollar, get tons of extra content. And the more money you give us, the more content we can make. Mm -hmm. And also, the more money you give us, the more extra content you will receive. So that's right. Get all up in there. Go face first <laughs> with your wallet. Yeah. Chuck and I weekly into our Patreon. If you, you've probably seen it on the main feed, we we, we trickle out Bamfcast Extra a little bit after. Yeah. But if you become a Patreon, you get it brand spanking new. If we make any topical jokes, they will be fresh. Right. For a buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a dollar, you get topical jokes. It's basically like a whole other second or first half of the Bamfcast every week with just Chuck and I. <laughs> Which is really all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, has anyone else ever been on Dave? Yes. Yes. Somebody, somebody else. I've been, been on an extra. Yeah. yeah. You've been on yeah. an extra. Yeah. Occasionally, sometimes sure. people get on there. That when time time and schedules permitting. Yeah. Also, that's where choice, we should do all also the choice of movie. Actually, no. It's only been you and I on extras. Ever? You were on a Doctor Who. You. I was on a Doctor Who. You. I thought you I was here. on an extra. No. Because hmm. I watched hmm. that episode though. I think. The Doctor Who you, you episode? Yeah, I think I watched. I believe you did. I think right. I watched the the episode of Doctor Who. Too. Okay. Good. I don't know. But whatever. We might have other people on extra. Chuck, yeah, Chuck and I just live very close proximity to each other. Yeah, they live like five minutes away. We so also have the least amount of life, I guess. Yes. Or something, so. That's technically on many levels. Well, that is correct. <laughs> yeah, only Mackie can beat me. In. And then there's you. Mackie's a little bit older than me. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, I assume he has less life than me. I don't know. Well, I probably I don't know. he's in better shape. Yeah, that's so, true. I was yeah, gonna say. Yeah, let's be honest here. Yeah, yeah. I probably have less life than Mackie. <laughs> I've got one foot <laughs> in the grave. <laughs> You're uh, sitting on the side of the grave, both feet yeah, hanging, in. dangling. Yeah, I've got I've got one foot on a banana peel, the other one in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one foot in my pocket, and the other one's uh, throwing a peace sign. <laughs> There you go. So anyway, all, all that didn't sell you on extra and all That's the other the kind of content Patreon you get. bonus content. Except minus get. all of my good jokes. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> do the Patreon thing. Give us a buck. Come on. Or give us 25 bucks. I don't know. Do what, do you do you. And but us. not too much because then we'll us. be like, oh, that fucking asshole just flashing his money. No, no. Yeah, no absolutely, absolutely do that. Flash we, your money I'm at us. Kidding. If we, you want to tip us hundred dollars, we'll be like, well, you're awesome. Yeah. If you have a ridiculous amount of money, give it to us. Yeah, you can go Hollywood, Bollywood, whatever wood you want to go. Send it our way. Go Dollywood. <laughs> yeah. Go Dollywood if you yeah. want. Yeah. Send us a free book every yeah. month for the first five years of our lives. Yeah. Come on, Patreon. <laughs> don't take my man just because you can't. <laughs> Here's your one chance. Patrons don't let me down. That's Reba McIntyre. Shit. <laughs> that's Reba Reba anyway let's get out of here shall if we? you donate oh. to our Patreon we will always love you that's true fair enough let's get out of here shall we alright I'm Harlow for Mackie I'm BJ and I'm Chuck and this is Banffcast out <laughs>